Hello, everyone, and welcome to Happiness Through Hardship, the podcast. I'm Karen Sullivan, the founder of Pretty Wellness, a two-time breast cancer survivor thriving with stage four disease and author of the book that shares the same name of this podcast, Happiness Through Hardship. I'm also a girl who wishes on pennies. I try to see the good in everything, even when life is not so great, but sometimes it takes a little more. And this podcast will provide you with what worked well for me, success stories of people that have been through hard times, and simple suggestions that brought hope, resources, and connections. I hope you've been able to catch our recent episodes, including Jenna Jacobs McPartland, who shares her story about love, loss, and how she moved forward after her husband passed away in 9-11. Or last week's episode with Michelle Vig of Neat Little Nest, an author of The Holistic Guide to Decluttering who shares her philosophy on organization, that decluttering is first and it's key. It's not just for spaces, but also for the mind and time. Now, if you've liked these episodes or others, please tell your friends and do me a favor, rate, review, and subscribe. Your efforts truly will help this podcast get ranked higher and thus get noticed. And now for this episode, I'm excited to introduce you to Dr. Althea Bates, who is an entrepreneur, an author, and the founder of the Project Resiliency Movement. She shares her story with us and openly speaks about how failure was in her DNA as the odds were stacked against her with so much tragedy in her childhood through her early adult ages. Now, Dr. Bates has an incredibly powerful outlook on life and can be helpful and motivating to everyone. She shares her thoughts about resilience and vision as well as figuring out your own superpower. There is so much to learn from her in life and in this episode. So grab your favorite drink, get cozy, and let's get started. Hello, everyone. I'm excited to be here today with Dr. Althea Bates. She's an entrepreneur, a professor, a nonprofit leader, an author, a resiliency and wellness coach, and a champion for women empowerment issues. She's the founder of Project Resiliency Movement. Now, Project Resiliency Movement is a social movement that empowers women of color in areas of self-care, including mental, physical, and emotional health, while providing connectivity and support for other women of color through resiliency circles, conferences, workshops, and more. I met Dr. Bates at the local TV station where we're both regular contributors. And that morning she was talking about self-care being more than just manicures. It really spoke to me because it's so true. And she speaks from a place of empowerment and resilience. She is smart, brave, bold, and absolutely beautiful inside and out. And I am thrilled to have her here. Welcome, Dr. Bates. Thank you so much for having me, Karen. I look forward to this conversation and discussion. (laughs) It was great meeting you too that day. I know. It was one of those where you meet somebody for a moment and you know that you have so much more to say to them. In fact, we did. We got on a call after. Then that conversation was amazing. That follow-up conversation that we both had. Well, and Looking forward to this. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's funny. I will always say you never know the way the world works and one day you go in some location and this was just our normal going into WTNH and you meet someone that, um, you know, finds, finds a place in your heart. So again, thank you for being here. 
I believe that nothing is by chance, Karen. Everything is with intention. And so that's the way I live my life, that everything is intention. You know, everything happens intentionally and it's for a reason. So and who knows? The reason was probably for this day to happen. And and thank you. <laughs> and and I was just thinking that, as you said, we spoke after we knew that there was a way to work together and connect together and just be in each other's like, I don't want to say influence circle because that sounds like atmosphere. we're networking in each other's <laughs> atmosphere. atmosphere. I like that better. <laughs> so here we are. And thank you for being here. Can you tell the listeners something about you that maybe people don't know or that's really fun about you? So um, I love I love a good meme. You do. Um, I do. I love a good meme and I love a good sarcastic meme. You do. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Now, um, <laughs> do you create them yourself or is this something I, that you I, just I, love checking social I, media for I them? I love finding them. You know, I love discovering them, um, but I also love creating them, especially for my friends. And so I do share them sometimes with my friends. All right. <laughs> yeah. So maybe one of these days, everybody will get a Snapchat yeah, of some of our favorites. Also, that's also one of the ways that my, that, I, that, that my friends know that I give, I give love to them is if I'm super sarcastic and I share me with you, that means I truly do love you. Okay. Deep down. That's awesome. I can't wait for the day. I can't wait for the day that I get one. But that, that's awesome. I, I clearly did not know that. Yeah, yeah. And so people don't necessarily know that I have like a really fun and uh, like, you know, humorous side. And that's 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 the part that like in my my super inner circle definitely knows about me. Well, <laughs> and I think that humor is so powerful in so many ways. I mean, just in the everyday, it helps us put one foot in front of the other, but also when going through hardship. And clearly, exactly. I, you know, I, I will say to people, I think I became such a fan of Adam Sandler and his like, you know, those are humorous movies, whether you like them or not, they're kind of some silly stuff going on. But when going through, you know, my hardship with cancer, I just felt like I needed to laugh. Now, yeah. can, can you talk to us? You have been through so much, just the little that I've gotten to know you. And then, you know, obviously following your work, I, I know your story. When you, will you please share it with our listeners? Sure, absolutely. So, um, one of the things that I I definitely say, and I've you know in my autobiography I've written about, which is brokenness, baggage, and blessings, is, um, and you mentioned this, Karen, um, is that I I definitely started off um, in terms of thinking that failure was in my DNA. Um, my life story um, has not been like a you know a smooth sailing. Um, it's been a lot of bumps along the road. Um, I um, a survive I'm a survivor of molestation. I also um, came from a very broken home. Um, my I'm the product of an affair. My mom and dad had an affair. And so that's how I was produced. So um, I was kind of the hidden kid. Um, and so there was just there was just so much that I that I had to deal with at a very young age. Um, but I always knew that I had a sense of strength and resiliency um, within me. Um, so like even, even, even growing up, um, I remember, um, telling myself and I I write about this in my autobiography. I remember telling myself, um, that I actually, um, I'm going to wait to tell my mom when I'm, when I'm 13, that I was being molested when I was younger, because I said she can handle it and it'll be some distance. And it happened when I was about five, it started happening when I was about five. And I remember telling myself at five, I, um, I can't tell her now because she's going to hurt somebody and then I won't have my mom. Um, and so 
I have to make sure there's distance when I can tell her when I'm old enough for her to be able to articulate it to her that she's going to understand. And there's distance between the, the, the time it's happened to me. And I, I, I processed that as five. And I so- <laughs> can't imagine how you have the strength, the maturity to understand you know, that depth of thought. Yeah. And so that, that, that was kind of the thinking that I was thinking. And I'm just like, it's amazing to think that I was that advanced in, in terms of my critical thinking at five to be able to process that. And I shared it with my mom when I was 13, that I, I thought it was a good time for me to be able to, to, to share that with her when I was old enough to be able to share it, when it was distance between the time that the, ha- the, the, event, the events took place and happened to me. And um, she just was like, she broke down. I remember her breaking down and just being like, I'm so sorry you had to carry that for that long and didn't, and, and also knew and felt that, you know, like and process was processing all that by yourself, yeah. like, you know, you know, so, um, Honestly, uh, you know, I have survived so much. You know, I've survived divorce. I've survived, um, again, you know, molestation. I've survived, um, you know, being in an abusive relationship with, you know, with my first husband. It's, it was, I've survived so much. Um, and so a big part of the, 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 the my processing, um, and, and I think for me where things started to, to happen, um, um, I, I actually survived having a kid in in the church out of wedlock, which is if if you if you've never been in the church, it, it's hard to understand what I'm saying. But to survive that, <laughs> um, and and carry that almost like that uh, scarlet letter with you while you actually remain in the church is mm-hmm. a very hard thing. Um, and um, I, so I've survived so many things, um, and um, broken relationships and. Uh, dysfunctional relationships, um, with friends and, um, family members. I've been burnt by, um, people I trusted. Um, I've, you know, I've been talked about, I've been, you know, there's just been so many things that have happened to me along the way. Um, so how, um, how did you, I mean, clearly you have this inner strength that's innate at five years old. Can you talk to us? Not everybody has that though. And each and every one of these things you mentioned, could could easily break someone. Could break someone. And that's how I knew I was resilient. I didn't know what the word was, and I'm going to be honest. Um, it wasn't until I was an adult that yeah. I discovered the word that represented who I was um, and my character and, and, and how I showed up in the world. Um, and it took me a long time for me to unpack and, and, and really process to get to the point where I understood that all, everything that happened to me, I didn't just survive it. I, 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 um, I thrived it. I used those circumstances to propel myself um, to the next thing that I was going to do and the next level that I wanted to go to. Um, it was almost like a, a call to, um, to find strength to put, keep propelling myself forward. Every time something happens to me, it's like, okay, no, this could break me or I could use it to really push myself and catapult myself, um, to where I want to be or where I want to go. And I think the, the, the difference between me and maybe other people, um, that might be struggling with many of the same things is that I always had a vision for my life. And I had a parent that, um, that instilled the importance of having a vision for your life. Um, and I think that's so key. And that's something that I work so super hard with my daughter on is to make sure that she has a vision laid out and she's her own entrepreneur in her own right, has uh-huh. her own business. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I, it's important for me, for both my kids to make sure that they have a vision, um, for the, for their life. So no matter what happens, the vision doesn't change. No matter what happens, the passion for what you go, how you go after your vision for what you envision your life to be doesn't change. Things will happen. 
but but that you have to have the vision for your life at the center of everything you do. Um, and I, I think resiliency has definitely been the, br- the blueprint for um, my entire life. Um, and I've, I've been resilient over, over every circumstance and it hasn't been easy. Um, and I, it, it, it's basically learned behavior for me. Um, I think I learned how to, um, be resilient along the way, I, um, how to lean in to things that came to challenge me or break me even. Um, it took a long time for me to realize that, that, um, that I, that I was built resilient tough, um, that things came along that would break other people that actually just made me stronger. Um, and so, uh, you know, that's the work that I do now, to be quite honest, um, Karen, and I, I, and I take that work as a ministry, um, and I don't take it lightly. It's an assignment on my life. It's a calling on my life. You know, I believe that everything you go through is with intention. Like I said, in the beginning of yeah. your, of this program, everything you go through is, is intentional. And so even though, even the worst experiences you go through has an intentionality to it. And I believe that the things that I go through is not only for myself, but also to inspire other people that you can uh, come out on the other side of this. It's not easy. Um, you will have to unpack a, a lot of processes. I had to go back to things in my childhood to be the person I am today. Right. I had to unpack things um, uh, it, it, that, that happened to me, traumas in my childhood. I had to seek therapy. I had to seek uh, holistic healing and wellness um, ways um, or resources. Um, and, and that's a part of my journey um, to healing. And that's how I even got into the work and space that I am today is going through my own journey for process and healing. I kind of accidentally landed in a space where, oh, wow, um, I could probably help other people get through this because I actually did the walk and I did the work. Right. Um, Will you tell us when it comes to someone comes to you and they have one of the many things that have happened to you? You know, I know you mentioned something that you became resilient because of vision. Is that where you begin when people come to you knowing yes. that they're in hurt? Or is that I, where you I go after with, with people's mindset? So where is your mindset? Is your mindset that you want to hold on to this thing um, and let this thing continue to to be the controller of uh, and dictate everything that happens and how you do it and how you show up in the world? Okay. Or do you envision a different life that you want for yourself or your family or whoever else that you're connected to? You know, if you envision that you want something different, then it, we have to work on your mindset. It's about shifting your mindset and using this experience and your story that has come out of this experience to fuel what you do next. You know, so part of what I do is help people to reshape um, the fact that this didn't, this, it didn't happen to you. It happened through you. And that's huh. a part of shifting your mindset. Yeah. Right. So you had an experience. Yes. Yes. And, and a horrible experience and at a that. horrible experience at that. But it shouldn't be the roadmap for everything that happens in your life after that experience. You know, it shouldn't keep you stagnant and stuck into into not moving forward because of that experience. It shouldn't be a blame game or situation where you blame, continue to blame the right. others for how you show up in relation to that experience and how you continue to, to show up for yourself and all the things that you have to do in, in and through your life. Well, so it, it, it happens through you, but, um, you know, it happens, you know, it happens not to you, but through you, through you are a vehicle uh, for that experience. You are, and so it's like, yeah, you're a vehicle for that experience. And so how do you reshape 
that particular experience and how do you use it to fuel your story and maybe maybe that situation happened to lead you to what you, you become passionate about you know so if you've if you've been raped right maybe you become a rape advocate as a result of the passion that you have for not letting that happen to somebody else you know so that very horrible thing that happened to you is horrible yes it is absolutely horrible we're not we're not devaluing that thing right, we're right. not not validating that for you but that can't be the end all be all it can't be where you stay right oh <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah. it makes a lot of sense it's you and know it's, it's hard easy. And, it's sure, right. it sure is a, it's not an easy process for everybody to get there but i am i i guess my space the space i show up with in the world is to show people that it is possible if all you right. put in the work if, you if you're willing the, to do the work now what yeah. if what if people say to you because, hey, I know people have said this to me about cancer and my experience, but they'll say to you, but I'm not strong like you, but I'm not strong enough. I'm not strong enough. How do you respond to that? And I know it's individualistic, but I've heard right. that a lot. So I guess, you know, I, I tell people that, you know, we all, have, we all have to tap into what our superpower looks like. And I actually did, I just did a live on this on Monday. And um, so my thing is like, I had to discover along the way that my superpower is resiliency. That I have the ability to overcome situations that would totally take and wipe people out um, or maybe put them in an institution. You know what I mean? Like I have the ability and, I've, I, and I have figured out the formula to overcome situations in my life. And I'm sharing that formula with, with the, as many people as I can along the way. And that happens through a lot of my coaching that I do, resiliency coaching. Um, but I think I, I help people to understand and tap into what is their superpower. So you think you're 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 helpless or you or you're defenseless, but there's something within you that helps you to get to this point of your life. There's something there's there's a superpower that's within you that has carried you to this very point of your life. Now let's tap into what that is. You know, um, okay. and so through, through unpacking and coaching, we get to what is your superpower, and your superpower is has to be the constant that you tap into and utilize to help propel you to what you where where you need to be next and where you need to be after that and after that. You know what I mean? So it's a constant, you know, it's a constant going back to, okay, this is my superpower. And because I have this superpower, I will operate in this space and utilize it. You know? And because I I, I know that resiliency is my superpower, I operate as if I'm resilient. I overcame that already. You know, I'm going through a situation, but I already have overcome it. You know, it's it, it, it's uh, that my mindset stays in a space of resiliency. You know, yes, I'm being stretched and I'm being pulled and I'm being pressed, but there's an opportunity that's meeting me on the other side of this. What is the lesson that I'm to learn as I'm going through this challenging experience? I'm going to learn the lesson the first time so I don't have to repeat it over and over and over again. What's the lesson? <laughs> Let me, instead of focusing on the distraction of the thing happening to me, I'm going to focus on the lesson I need to learn. That's so, this is something, this is something I have been hearing a lot of over the last two years. And before that, and I don't know if it's age, maturity, experience, alignment, you know. I think it's a combination of all of those, I'm hearing, I, I think it is too. Like when, when I was younger, it was, there was a lot of woe was me as whatever was happening in life. And trust me, my hurdles back then pale in comparison to what you talked about. Uh, but I know we all come from a different place and there right. are, you know, my, my cancer experiences, I, I, I really wasn't woe is me. I've never felt, um, why, 
so much, but I definitely got knocked down a lot in all sorts of different ways. Right. And it's, it, it's wild to think that I have learned so much from my cancer experiences, but not just about the cancer itself, clearly it has, but about dealings in life, about what I want, about what I like, about what I'm good at. And that's, I think, exactly what you're talking about here is the lessons learned, the finding of my superpower. And that even through my hardship and other people's hardship, we like they do not have to do it the way we're doing it. Absolutely um, not. They'll and heal. I, I, I tell people, I tell people, you have to heal in your own way. My story is is to, to share with you that an example of how you it, uh, healing can take place. But your journey and path to healing is not going to be the same as mine. And n- nor do I expect that it should be. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's lessons and nuggets that you have to learn on your journey, path, and process that are only unique um, and subscript to you because you'll need that for the next leg of the journey. Yes. Yes, exactly. Now, can you talk to us about self-care? Because as you know, that's where we met when we were at WTNH and you were talking about what true self-care means. I think that would be great to, um, to, and I think, yeah, here. we started talking, we started talking because you read my t-shirt, like for my t-shirt line, I have, I have a self-care affirmation t-shirt yes. line, and the, the t-shirt says, um, self-care, not just bubble bath and spa treatments. And I think you were like, what is that? Wow, that, right. that's powerful. <laughs> that's how we actually started talking. That that's is how exactly how we started talking. I have a picture <laughs> and, of you in the t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically, uh, you know, I, I, I put things like that on, on my self-care affirmation line, line because I want people to think. Like I have another one that says I overcame that. Another one that says I am resilient. I want people to think about these things. And so for me, self-care is is not framed in uh, uh, bubble baths and spa treatments and, uh, you know, maybe going to the gym. Those are all band-aids or surface self-care is what I refer to them as. Self-care is dig deep work. Self-care is a process that I share with you that I had to unpack those things from me, all the levels of trauma. Um, self-care looks like self-care triage. Are you willing to go through and dig deep and look into maybe, uh, you know, um, dissecting, um, you know, um, or, 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 or go, maybe making some cuts and, uh, you know, and taking out some things that, that, that maybe might be toxic or dying or dead and decayed in you? Are you willing to go, to go and dig that stuff out of you? You know, you know what I mean? That might be a result of the experiences or the trauma or the or the toxic toxicity that you've experienced over over the variety of experiences that you've had in life. You know, are you willing to take those things from you? Are you willing to remove those things from you? Some people, the issue that I have and some of some of my clients deal with is that they've held on to those things so long that they carry them those things like almost like a like a badge of honor. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. it becomes like, oh, you know. I am so I am I'm this thing that has happened to me as opposed to um, this thing happened through me. But guess what? Um, it made me it made me who I am. And it, and it but it doesn't define me. Right. Well, and, you know, it, it, it allowed me to it allowed me to, to, to tell my story as a result of this. It allowed me to gain this experience, but it doesn't define who I am. You know, and so um, for me, self-care means you have to dig deep, deeper than just kind of like what, what, the, what, the, how the gym memberships and the bubble baths and the spa treatments works is if you've already done that dig deep work and you're doing maintenance to make sure that you continue to care for yourself after you've kind of triaged and taken and really done that that work to make sure that you've removed all the things that that you that no, that don't really serve you or add purpose purpose to your life. 
it doesn't fuel your life. It doesn't make your, it doesn't make your life better, but it also keeps you, may, might keep you stagnant. It might cause you stress stress in your life. It might uh, cause you to to continue to um, to remain toxic. You know, well, or show up toxic. Yes, I, I mean everything you're saying is so monumental. I think it's nice to take a bubble bath. It definitely relaxes me in the moment. I have no problem with it. Right. But my thing is like, I'm always going to ask you, what does your self-care look like? And what work have you done to create a self-care plan for yourself? Right. Because Uh, you're still in your mind, right? You can be in a bubble bath. You can go for a manicure. And in the gym, maybe you're forgetting for a moment. But our mind is such an incredibly powerful tool, which we didn't give ourselves enough credit for. Right. I think, and it can help us and it can hinder us. And so to your point doing the hard work also can just reap so many healing benefits and bring, I would assume, you know, bring us all to such a, you know, a more positive place. Right. So when people tell me they do self-care, I said, I said, um, what does your self-care look like first? And then I'm saying, um, have you done, and I'm always asking, have you done some deeper work? Have you taken a deep dive into your own care? And also my, always my question is if you're not caring for yourself, why were you given messages that you're not that you're not important that you're not valuable enough or that you don't you shouldn't value yourself over others that it's selfish what are the messages that you've been told about caring for yourself yeah right or right or i don't need that i'm strong i don't need that can you talk right. about this type of support where do you encourage people to go whether it's through you or other outlets or other resources i encourage people i encourage people i mean therapy has has been a phenomenal resource for me so sometimes you can't unpack things from yourself and it, it, it you there's things that you have to seek professional help for and i have utilized therapy over different por- uh, parts of my life um from mar- marital therapy to um uh you know um family therapy to individual therapy um i think it's important and i think there's different moments of your life that meet you or things that will will, will trigger or come up to the surface where you have to unpack those things and unprocess those things from yourself um with a professional you know what i mean there's things that you cannot do by yourself yes. um yes. there's other times where i've utilized coaching i've had i've had maybe about i want to say maybe about i want to say maybe about 10 to 12 coaches over the course of my lifetime for varying things that i need to be coached through you know um and so i i say get a lot get a life coach um but there, if there, but also if if it needs to be coupled with therapy, couple your life coaching with therapy, you know. So you're you're making sure that you're taking care of your mental health and wellness while you're taking care of your mindset. You know what I'm saying? Like really focusing and reshifting your yes. mindset. Yes. So sometimes you need both. Sometimes you might just need a coach to kind of put, you know put you on the right path regarding your mindset. And sometimes it might be dig deeper work that you need to kind of unpack and get to what's the root of that thing. You know, so what, what's the root of your thinking behind this thing or why you show up this way? And, and I think for people that are listening now and are worried about money, there are a number of avenues that one can go to get it funded. I know as a cancer survivor, um, insurance or no insurance, there's places that you can go, whether right. it's the actual. I, went to, I remember going through postpartum depression. I mean, I even talked about that in my book. And, um, right after, right after having my baby, I, I was depressed, you know what I mean? And I, and I really, it was in the middle of winter in the middle of a blizzard yeah. and I can leave my house, but to take her to doctor appointments. And I was depressed. 
I, 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 I called my, um, um, my, um, the company I worked for at that point, And I was like, I, um, I need the, the, what is it? The EIA, EAI, um, where I, and I went to see a therapist three times and there was no charge because, because with my insurance, with your, it was, well, yeah, it, it covered three visits. I will tell you that there's an organization called Cancer Care that when I was trying to figure out whether we told my son that I had stage four or that, that the cancer had come back, he was five. I had my mother telling me I need to do it. I had some, a few other people saying, do what you think is right. I didn't know. So I called them and for free, you can talk to a social worker for I know at least a few different times there's so many services now there's so many virtual especially since the pandemic there's so many virtual streaming therapy services that I'm seeing pop up and many of them you can tap into for free like do virtual streaming with the therapist for maybe like 45 minutes to an hour for free that that I say utilize them I, I I think so too I think you've such valid points and if people don't have the funds, sometimes it can seem challenging, but now more than ever, there's a lot out there and you may not even have to look hard for it, but, um, you know, start with, you know, reaching out, I guess, to your website would be a good place to go yes, and, and absolutely. start there. And I inbox people, people inbox me all the time and ask me for resources. And I mean, I definitely have, I have therapists that I've just connected with and I'm able to refer people depending on, I usually ask, you know, what's, what specific type of therapy are you looking for? So that I know how appropriately best to, I've yes. just kind of built people up into my little toolkit of, you know what I'm saying, of resources where just in case somebody needs it, um, I have, I might have a licensed clinical social worker or a therapist for family, um, you know, work or a therapist for marriage work. Um, I, I've tried to build up my resources. So I have, I have it readily available because yeah. I have people that inbox me all the time after my talks, when I used to be on WTNH, um, when, when I host events, yes. you know, and all send, the time. I'll, I'll add to the show notes as yeah. well to make sure that people, if they're listening and, and need a place to start that we'll have both your Absolutely. links and some I other links. I'll be happy to be a resource for so, sure. Right. Cause I think in so much what goes on in our life, we, something bad happens and we're in shock. And so you don't know how to put one foot in front of the other. Sometimes we can take care of ourselves in the moment. A lot of times it, it, it we have to do what we have to do. And so it for comes my, yeah. later. For, for my clients, and I, I mainly serve a large um, woman of color audience, um, a, lot, a, a big resource is therapy for black girls. And they have uh, where you can search for therapists in any state okay. across the country. Um, and they've been a huge resource right, um, that's to, great. to my clients that I've been able to tap into. And they are, they're in Instagram. They're, okay. on so, they're on all the social media platforms, Therapy for Black Girl. They're amazing. I'll make sure I add that. Anybody else mm-hmm. that you want to throw out there that you highly promote? Um, that's a clack. Uh, she is an, um, she's actually our mental health consultant for Project Resiliency Movement, which is my social movement for self-care and resiliency. She's actually our, 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 um, on staff, um, medical, mental health consultant uh, she's amazing um she works with women um women uh, um specifically with trauma okay um dr clack uh, did you say dr clack dr angela clack she's out of new jersey okay. but um she's also um licensed in new york and she's getting ready because she has so many people that's connected to our movement she's also getting ready to get licensed in connecticut as well um, to receive people yeah so we better tap into her she's she's an amazing person she works and her she specializes in uh, trauma for women um, and uh, especially for women of color. Okay. Yeah. So. All right, thank you. Now, we, mm-hmm. you, you were starting to hint upon it when you were talking about Project Resiliency Moment. 
moment, 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 movement. Movement. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I'm thinking of, um, so will you tell us about your life today? I know that you just launched your brand, Dr. Bates, along with that. Yes, I I did on Monday for Labor Day. I did a live Labor Day launch. Um, So yeah, the Dr. Bates brand is, it's me, but it's also its own brand entity. Um, and so basically Dr. Bates is, uh, you know, the, the different sums and parts of me, mind, body, and soul, the things I care about, the things I'm passionate about, and that I continue to help people with, um, beyond the movement. Okay. Um, so, uh, beyond what the movement, move, the move, the work of the movement looks like, um, I'll be coming out with services and products. Um, I believe a lot in immunity and keeping your immunity up. And so I'll be coming out with, um, spices and herbs that are part of the Dr. Mm. Bates brand. I sell CMOS as a part of the Dr. Bates brand. Um, I actually will be um, focusing on, on all things mind, body, and soul. So I, I continue to be doing uh, like masterminds and classes and uh, workshops focusing on um, your mindset and shifting your mindset around your resiliency, um, uh, you know, as well. Um, I'm going to be focusing as well on, in terms of um, focusing on doing some soul care work. Um, so how do you detoxify your soul? Okay. So doing like classes around those areas as well, masterminds and we- webinars and, and, and offering services and coaching in those areas as well. Okay. Um, if you need soul care cleansing, um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'll be expanding my brand, my, um, my, consul- my coaching and consulting brands to offer those things as well to folks. Um, if you're looking for resiliency, wellness coaching, as well as soul care cleansing and coaching, um, and, uh, as well, um, I, I have, I, I used to be a model, um, in my early twenties and people are always asking me, Hey, you know, when you go on WTNH or when you do your, um, your branding shoots, who dresses you like, or, you know, in just in general, I'm always, I'm always being asked who, who, who's your stylist. And I'm like myself and people are like, well, can you style me? Can you style me? Like, you know, like, um, for different things. And, and so I have, a lot, I have a lot of women entrepreneurs in my network and they're always asking me to style them. Like when you have shoots or different yes. things, so I'm adding that part under the body component of the work that I do, where I'm going to be helping with in body imaging consulting. So helping them to, to, to kind of create the, the, their branding look, um, especially if they're launching brands, um, for their branding shoots. Um, you know, making sure that the the brand uh, and the and the clothing represents them well, but and, and it fits well, but also represents what they're selling as part of their brand, um, and helping them put the put the looks all together and everything. So I just had my first couple of clients and and did my first couple of shoots where I have um where I have I've done that with about two clients um this past month. So I'm excited to start that that also uh, the whole new chapter of. Um, the work that I do under that, Dr. Bates' brand as well. I mean, it's everything that you've done <laughs> is truly, truly amazing. You've done so much. And frankly, when we were talking earlier for the, for the listeners, uh, we were talking about how um, you are such a force, but you, and I shouldn't say, but, and you also have a team of people that help you help yes, others. They're amazing. They're amazing. Um, I would not be able to do half the things I do without having a team. And I would say for any entrepreneur or anybody watching that, that that's maybe launching something as an entrepreneur, it's about having the right fit and the right team. Um, and you will never be able to execute your vision um, in full until you have the right people at the table um, that want to roll up their sleeves, not just the right people at the table, but the people that care about are, are, are as passionate about the work as you, whatever the work might may be for you as an entrepreneur. Um, and as well, willing to roll up the sleeves and care about the mission um, and really value um, and want to want to see the mission come to life. 
Um, you need that. Um, and you need people that, that will champion, champion your, the cause and the vision that you have relative to whether or not you're at the forefront or not. They care about the vision that much. And I was just basically sharing with Karen that um, I basically felt led to do a fast. Um, and uh, my fast was, was, was from social media. And I kind of like backed off of my businesses. And um, I did a fast from social media. So basically, my team had to man all my social media platforms. Um, they had to also, uh, you know, plan a retreat. We had a board retreat for a project resiliency movement. They had to, they had to man the, and, and plan the retreat without my, without my being involved. And it was amazing. Um, and also they had to kind of just, you know, do all the work behind the scenes to, to you know, like to execute all the things that we had for that month. Activities, we had some events. They did that without my being at the helm of everything. And it was amazing just to be able to sit, sit, um, sit back for the first time and, um, and, uh, and have that happen and be comfortable, you know, with, 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 with things happening without me being yes. at the helm of it. And and that's powerful in so many ways. I think it really it, it really takes time to find that right fit. And when you find that right fit, me, you often know. It took me know. about honestly, as an entrepreneur, it took me about three years to find the right right combination of people um, to to help me move the, my visions um, and my brands forward. Um, so uh, it, it, you just be patient um, and um, you know trust the divine. Um, and trust that he'll send, if you set the intention out there, he'll send who you need <laughs> and does show up when you need them. <laughs> and, and that goes not just for business, but I think and you even have to be when, ready to receive them. That's yes, part. You have I to be agree. Ready to receive them. <laughs> you have to be ready to, re, you have to be ready to receive them. I think whatever experience we're going through in life, whether it's the business, whether it's the personal, um, having that support, wherever it might be, you want the right people. You do. On the bus, as that saying goes, is is you do because whatever you're going through, it's it's your work, it's it's your play, it's and your I hardship. People, I tell people they're not only my God, God sent not only them as my advisory board, but He sent them. We have a, we have a sisterhood. It's not just an advisory board, but, but we actually check in with each other every day. We know what's happened in each other's lives. You know, we we're connected even beyond the work. So it's amazing to have that. And they're also my accountability partners. I launched my brand and there were and three of them were on the sidelines, like cheering me on as I was doing my life. That was amazing. Wow. Yes, that is amazing. <laughs> you, I mean, you are amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I am so grateful you're here. And as you know, the end of every podcast, we play what I call the grateful game. My son oh, yeah. and I play it most nights and I love to end it with my guests. So would you play the grateful game with me? I absolutely would. All right. So what I do is I'll give us a certain time period. We'll say 30 seconds. Um, not a lot, but enough time for us to come up with just things that we're grateful for today. And it can be little things and why we're grateful. Because that way I find that when you go through the day, you start looking for things that you like or that you're grateful. And that helps, you know, helps get the positivity open in your life. So I will start. And I will say today, I am grateful for technology because for many reasons, one of which we're here, but I am grateful for the technology that my son's able to use in the school system because life is incredibly challenging right now in education. And I'm grateful that we've got, I guess this is kind of two, but one and a half that he has the resources to be able to do this hybrid approach 
and that as we're interviewing, he is on a Google Meet with his Spanish class. And mm. so he's able to get you know a different type of education. But, you know, we're lucky not everybody has that, the technology, the infrastructure. And, you know, today we, we, we are. So I guess that's, like I said, it's kind of one and a half because they were related, but that was over 30 seconds. So I'm tossing <laughs> it to you. Absolutely. I'm grateful for my village, first of all. I'm, and my village shows up for me in so many different ways as my accountability partners, um, as individuals who, for instance, right now are, um, you know, I have, uh, you know, a couple of friends that we're, we're kind of co- co-oping and co-sharing um, the, uh, the virtual learning from yeah, home. Right, right. And so w- one parent is not watching my daughter and her daughter. Um, so we're kind of like co-sharing it. OK, do you have a meeting? I have a meeting. No, who has a meeting? Who's on first? Um, and so uh-huh. we should, I'm grateful for that co-op co-sharing community because I would not be able to do all the things I, I do without them. I'm grateful for, uh, um, the opportunity to, to be a part of your community, honestly, oh, um, and to share, you. um, in your podcast, um, you know, my story and, um, and how I show up in the world and, um, and just who I am, um, and, and to actually share my voice. Um, and lend my voice. Um, I actually received a card um, recently that basically said that um, my my gift to the world is is to share my voice. Um, and it was just a, you know a, a card that I actually picked out of that somebody said pick a card uh-huh. um, out of like a series of cards and and I know it was intentional. And it's wow. the card said I'm grateful for my basically my voice as well to be able to share my voice and lend my voice wow. as a gift to the world. Um, and I think that's a super powerful and intentional. Um, gift that I've been given and I don't take it lightly. So I appreciate just oh. the gift and the giver of the gift. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate being in this space of um, of not only surviving, but also thriving in the middle of a pandemic. Um, so I'm super grateful for that um, and being able to um, support others as they're kind of struggling with varying things, um, losing loved ones or um, just kind of struggling with, with people um, or loved ones with with having COVID or I'm um, just like, you know, you know, all the things that people are kind of just juggling or mad or being an essential worker, just being able to support people um, through my community. I'm grateful to have a community that extends itself to support people um, in so many varying ways well, you, um, that need it in the middle of a pandemic. You are amazing and you are great at this game and you blew my socks <laughs> off. Um, and it's just it's so beautiful when we all can find things, even through a dark, dark times. And right now it's hard for so many of us. Yes. Uh, so with that, I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for lending your voice. Thank you for being a part of this podcast and sharing your voice with not just us, but the rest of the world. You really are amazing. You're so kind. You're so brilliant. And it's been wonderful. I'm grateful you were here and I'm grateful that you exist. And I'm grateful for WTNH that brought us together. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, so thank you. I thank you, them. Joyce. I miss the whole team, but, I, you know, I'm so grateful for the opportunities that have yeah. come out of it. Right. Especially this one right now in this moment. Exactly. So <laughs> thanks to all of you listeners who've been here today. It's been um, it's been wonderful. So check the show notes. You can get all the information on Dr. Bates. And please connect with us and let us know what else that you want to uh, want us to talk about here at Happiness Through Hardship, the podcast. So thanks again, Dr. Bates. And to all of Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to leave you with a quick thought, but first a request. Please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe. 
You leaving a review helps us with our podcast ranking. The higher we are ranked, the more people can discover our show. And tell your friends about us too. If you love us, they might as well. And now my parting words. We play the grateful game at the end of each episode, and here is why. After my second diagnosis, I started to research who is thriving with cancer and what were they doing to be well. I learned that wellness is about consistent self-care, creating everyday practices that help improve your body and mind toward a state of good health. And for me, focusing on gratitude brings tremendous positive energy into my life. I am incredibly grateful for you, the listeners, Thank you so much for your encouragement, support, and interest in these powerful stories showcased on this podcast. I hope their words have brought a smile to your face and perhaps new knowledge, tools, and resources to help reduce stress, improve health, and find a little bit of joy along the way. Thanks again for joining us today. I am sending you lots of happiness and great health. Bye for now, everyone.